Pastor Isaac Hammond from Neely United Methodist Church at 1755 Thomas Deplin, Baton Rouge, Louisiana, 70802. And we're so happy to be in your presence today with this podcast to help somebody, not only in this life, but also through eternity. And there's a word for us that we want to lift up today. We just want to look at the, the seven gifts of Jesus Christ as found in the gospel according to John. And these are gifts that can help us every day of our life. All we have to do is use them and open them up and let the presence of God come into our life. There's so many things that's going on in our nation, in our lives, in our world today, that we need just the presence of God to remind us that we are blessed and we are highly favored. We have day-to-day situations that come along that we have to overcome, that we have to work through. But we have gifts to help us. Jesus did not leave us by ourselves. If you need help with your children, you need help making the right decision. If you need help with the day-to-day activity of life. If you're trying to do the right thing, but it seems like every time you try to do the right thing, something wrong comes around. And there is a blessing for us today. And it's found in the gospel according to John. These gifts are gifts that help us every day of our life. Not just on Sunday morning, not just one seven of the week, but every day God has sent Jesus to be in our life. So the first gift I want to look at that we can apply to our lives is found in John 6, chapter, the 51st verse. And John 6 and 51 says, I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats the bread will live forever. This bread is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. So Jesus gave his life for the world. He gave his flesh. The first gift that we have is the flesh of Almighty Jesus. Some people feel like they don't have to take the commandments and take the word of God literally. But when we take communion, um, we do something that God left us to bring us closer to him and him to come into our body. And when the father sees this, He's pleased because he no longer sees me and you in our sin, but he sees his body, the body of his son and the blood of his son in us. So he forgives us of our sins and he looks over our faults and he lets us come into his presence because no longer does he see us, but he sees his son because we take of God's son's what flesh. When we take the Lord's Supper, we're taking the bread of Christ, his body, and we're taking the blood of Christ and taking it into our lives. So we are becoming one with Christ. Uh, Don't forsake the assembly of saints. Take the Lord's Supper. It'll change your life. Take what God has given us himself so you can have access to the Father. Uh, baptism and um, the communions are important gifts that Jesus gave us. And he wants the very best for you. So if you have a chance and make way to go and take the Lord's Supper, 
Take communion because you become one with Christ. You partake of his body and drink of his blood. And the Father in heaven no longer sees you in your flesh and your sin and blood. He sees his son by the mystery that Paul says. It's a mystery of their union that we become like Christ. He's given us his flesh. Are you opening up that gift? Does the Father see his son in you because you received him? and eat of his body and drink of his blood. Communion is an important thing in the life of a Christian. Jesus is substituted for us. What sin has done to us, Christ has covered it with his own flesh. Now you have access to the Father by receiving Jesus Christ. That's the first glyph, the flesh. Of Jesus. The second is his life. In John 10 and 11, the Bible says that Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You received the life of Jesus Christ. He died for you. Nobody else would die for someone, no matter how good and uh, how they love you, how much friendship you may have. But Jesus gave himself, and even though you don't treat him right sometimes, even though you don't follow his word, even though you don't stay close to him and follow your end of the bargain in your relationship with Christ, he still gave himself for you. He died a sin debt that wasn't his. He shouldn't have had to die because he was sinless. Because the Bible says that there's no vow found in him. But he substituted himself for you to die on the cross of Calvary. Would you replace yourself for someone else? Would you give your life for a friend and suffer the death that Jesus died? Beaten, beard being ripped out. Punched in the face. His own mother said his vintage was more. So he didn't even look like himself. Because he was so swollen. From that beating that night before. Pierced in the side. Nails in the hands and feet. A crown of thorns on the head. Pressed down into his scalp and forehead. He did it because he loved you. And died the death that you should have received. For being a sinner. Can you see yourself doing that? That's what you call love. Nobody else would do it for you except King Jesus. So accept that gift. Know that you're blessed. Know that God loves you. Know that you're special. That you're not in this life by yourself. Know how true and raw you are. That you're peculiar. You're a, a blessed person. You're highly favored. You're chosen by God. And accepted by him too. He substituted himself. And gave you his life. And told you to live. And you can have life more abundantly. Because he paid all the sin for you. The third gift is his example. In John 13 and 15. The Bible tells us that Jesus is our example. 
In John 13 and 15, it says, For I have given you an example. Christ gave an example, not a church audience, or it is our duty to follow the example and render the same kind of service to fellow Christians. Jesus' life was an example for us. He would get up in the morning and go off and pray to the Father as an example for us. When we get up, we should go off and pray and spend time in relation and fellowship with the Almighty God so he can go with us during the day and we can calm our spirit before we even leave the house and step into the anointing and the joy of God. Take time out before you leave the house. When you first get up, give him the first three or four minutes of your day. Thanking him, asking him to go before you on your day's journey, asking him to lead you in the right direction, asking him to make your way straight and let your light shine, asking him to protect you and heal your body and touch, go before you, anointing the soil wherever you may walk. Ask God to do that. Follow his example. He taught us how to pray. He taught us how to love and have compassion for our neighbors, healing, feeding, setting the captives free. He did all that to show us that's what he wanted us to do until he returns. Are you following the example of God? The one that he gave you to his son, Jesus Christ, is in the Bible. The fourth thing is his Holy Spirit. In John 14 and 16, the word says, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. The Holy Spirit was given by Jesus. He said, When I leave this world, I pray the Father will send a comforter into your life. And that's what the Holy Spirit is there for. But you have to ask the Holy Spirit to come into your life, come into your presence. You have to live the life to let the Holy Spirit come in. You can't live with the world and live a righteous life and live um, following Satan's authority and ask the Holy Spirit to come in. You have to get in God's word and make your life a place where Jesus can abide. You have to let him come in and be that comforter. For the Holy Spirit is there to guide you in helping to make the right decisions, helping you to lead you in the right direction. He's there to anoint you and to heal you and teach you everything about Jesus Christ the Son. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. The fifth thing that Jesus gave us as a gift is John 14 and 27, his peace. He said, this peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. So if you want peace in your life, when you let Jesus come in, then trouble will begin to leave you. Uh, two things can be in one vessel. The more Christ you have in you, the more of the devil and evil things that want to come up against you, it has to flee. Light and darkness can't be in the same room. 
When you turn the light on, darkness eludes you. When you turn the light off, darkness consumes you. But when you give your life to Christ, the more Christ you have in you, your thoughts will become clearer. Your worries will begin to go away. Your doubts will leave you. The unhappy days will become few. And the more and more you walk with Christ, the more and more joy will come into your life. You may have some nights where you can't get good sleep. But when you get into the word and begin to trust God, sleep will become easy for you to do. Because we serve a God that's a God of the living as well as the dead. When you lay your head down, he's still right there with you. The sixth thing is found in John 17, 8 to the 14th verse. And that's his word. His word is a gift for us today. For I give them the words you gave me. And they accept them. They know and knew with certainty that I came from you. And they believed that you sent me. Oh, these, these words are confident to know that the Christ that we serve is the son of the living God. The creator of the universe. And Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. So the words that you see in the Bible, the promises that he will heal you that he will restore you. By his stripes we are healed, that will overcome us. All those words, when you read the Bible, they become promises for you if you walk with Jesus Christ. They are gifts that keep on giving. And not only um, those promises, but the word is there to soothe your mind. When you have trouble in your life or a situation that you don't know what to do next, Open up God's word and you'll be amazed how it preaches to you on that day. This is a living word. Jesus Christ is the word. And you can come back a week later, read the same scripture and get a totally different understanding because it's going to fit what you're going through in your life right then. You're going to be amazed at how God can speak to you. But you have to come to his word to know what he's saying. The seventh thing is found in John 17 to 22. It says, And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them, that they may be one, even as we are one. Oh, this is the glory of God. Oh, God is so good, and his mercy endured forever. He's given us his glory. We can't have it, but we can sure enjoy the glory of God. What is the glory of God? To come into the secret place of God and to have peace, to get away from the world and step into the glory of God, into his presence. When you feel like giving up, you can come under the umbrella of Almighty God and rest in his glory. And he'll give you a place, the secret place of the Most High God. And they that abide in the secret place, beyond the shadow of a doubt, they have peace. You can step away from the world and come into the glory of God. Once you know him and read his word and follow him 
and take him into your life, there is a place where you can truly abide. And they'll wonder why you're smiling on the job when trouble is all around. They'll wonder how you handle the family situation. They'll wonder how you handling where you stand in the neighborhood that you may live. When trouble is around, your family is on an island of peace. God wants to do that for you. And the gift that you have is in Jesus Christ. The peace, the joy, his word, his example, his life, his flesh, the Holy Spirit, they're all in Jesus Christ. But you have to give your life to him. So I'm going to say a prayer right now. And I want you, if you really believe, whenever you may see this or hear this or whatever social media uh, arena that you may come across this, I want you to take time out right now. If you really believe and want a change in your life and want these gifts, I'm going to say a prayer and offer Christ to you right now. But if you believe by faith, repent of your sins and ask God to forgive you for anything that you've done to someone or to him. Let us pray. Gracious God, I come now. Forgive me of my sins. I repent of my wrongdoings. Wash me with hyssop. Create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit within me. Lord, I believe that you are the son of the living God. Jesus, I believe you gave the Lord's Supper, died on the cross the next day, went to a borrowed tomb for the weekend, but early that Sunday morning, got up with all power in your hand. I believe you sit at the right hand of God, interceding on my behalf. I believe that you are the son of the living God. Forgive me. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. 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 Get in some social media account where you can learn more about the word. Get the app of the Bible and just begin to play the Gospels and learn about Jesus Christ. You have no excuse. The Gospel is everywhere. Get in some social media account with a church that's preaching the word. Hear the testimonies of those I never regret giving my life to Christ. He changed me from the inside out. And now I'm happy all the day long. Things don't affect me like they used to. I don't worry like I used to. I can keep the faith. God loves you. We love you at Neely. Follow us at www.neelyumc.org. N-E-E-L-Y-U-M-C dot org. And join us on Sunday morning at 11 a.m. on the Neely Church Ministries on Facebook and YouTube and on Tuesday evenings for our weekly Bible study. The change can come in your life, but Jesus has to bring the change. We love you. Stay encouraged. Be blessed. And keep a smile on your face. For that smile may be blessing somebody along the way. Be blessed.